Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UFTA podcast. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. Happy to have you back for another episode once again, staying on the season three format, short, sweet, right to the point. And I think we just have to do the big one next week. Yeah. And we've been talking about doing it soon and soon and soon, but I think uh, we might just have to throw that one in. The big one we're referring to listeners who don't follow us on social media is, uh, we've alluded to it a couple times, but the big one is... Does your doctor, do you feel like your doctor has to be healthy to give you, to look and be healthy to give you health advice? Um, Does your trainer need to look and feel fit or look fit or whatever it is to give you fitness advice is essentially the the premise of the podcast. I don't know what the title is going to be, but that one's, we'll just plan on doing that for 40. It sounds like a good one to end season three on potentially. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Figure things out. I mean, we always say we're going to end the season. Maybe we just keep going, but I I like that on deck. Yeah. So, uh, today we're talking about the power of breath work. We've talked about breath a few different times way back when we had Dr. Jill O'Brien from O'Brien Physical Therapy on as a guest in season two. We've talked about it a little bit in the addictive, uh, the addiction to habits. And then we mm-hmm. talked about it again earlier in this season, season three, episode five of the two rules of breathing. But today we're going to talk about the overall power of breath work. Yeah. And I think in all those previous episodes, it, we really covered kind of specifics more so on oh this specifically like focus on this part of breath work for this but I think in this episode we are going to dive deeper into just the overall and far-reaching impact that breath work as a whole can have on us not only from a physical fitness and like a health standpoint but also from like a life standpoint from a pain standpoint from a movement side of things whether it's within a workout or outside of it i don't remember what the research was that came up recently i think it was early of 2023 about breath and breathing and it was more so like the it's 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 the quality of breathing that we're able to do and it's like reaching the oxygen levels in the lung and the we won't go into the science behind it, but um, essentially it was the number one indicator for longevity, mm-hmm. like in terms of like you being able to breathe appropriately, correctly, or just breathe is, is the number one predictor to living longer. Lung, lung capacity. Lung capacity. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember it was shared. I think Active Life first shared it with us and mm-hmm. then we, yeah, we went down the rabbit hole and talked a little, little bit about it. Um, and the cool thing about it, like with that lung capacity being that number one indicator, and again, there's a couple more things that we can talk about in that, but from the terms of this, like that's the thing, like if you stop breathing, we can't live, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's that, that was point, the, point blank. Yeah. The gist of the survey study. Um, but the, the cool thing is since we've opened unity, uh, eight and a half years ago now, we've always done breath work. We haven't always done it at the end of a workout but we've now pretty much exclusively put that in there. Um, We've always started it with a workout. And we knew there was some power behind it. We didn't know all the power behind it just because we didn't know what we didn't know. 
but we continue to search and we continue to be surprised. We continue to be humbled. And time and time again, all the evidence, all the research, all the studies, everything now is expressing exclusively how important breathing is. And the list, like, I, I think of, like, when we create a list, M of, like, strength training and all the, like, things that it does for people, mm-hmm. like, breath work is, the list is still, and like, it's, it's just as big. For sure. Just, just as big, if not bigger. It's I crazy. Think, right? Like, if we just breathe appropriately and truly breathe using our diaphragm and proper mechanics, and we've talked about this in previous episodes for sure, but just a quick review, like in through the nasal breathing, in through the nose, use the diaphragm to fully, fully fill the lungs with air. Controlling our exhale will be more dependent on what we're going for with our breath, but all of those proper mechanics even, just for the ability to regulate and organize those, extends those benefits above and beyond like exercise everything stress mental health physical all of the things all of it all of it and they have enormous continuing education companies particularly one the postural restoration institute pri built a lot of it around breathing and breathing mechanics and how it can work and pri is technically for health practitioners um, medical professionals and coaches trainers um but it's like high level anatomy, high level, like all that stuff. And it's all about around breathing and correct me if I'm wrong on this. I think it's if, as much as possible. We want to breathe in through the nose, out through the nose. Correct. As, yeah. As the, much as humanly possible. As, as frequently as possible throughout the day, especially when we're not ec- exercising or mm-hmm. performing activity, we want our breathing to be 100% nasal. Do you want to tell the listeners why? Our nose is meant for breathing, plain and simple, but also when we think about it from an anatomy side, the nose and nasal breathing specifically helps to warm the air, purify the air. We can get a deeper breath when we breathe in through our nose, so we're truly filling the lungs to their fullest capacity, inhaling as much oxygen as possible. Maintaining the exhale through the nose also allows us to maintain and be used to a a higher CO2 tolerance, which relates to our ability to handle stress. So when we're able to handle higher levels of CO2 in our blood, that is the same thing that happens when we feel stressed, when our body dumps CO2 because it thinks we're going to have to run or escape from a stressful situation. So when we can maintain and are used to higher levels of CO2 in our body, we are better able and better capable to handle stressors that come through to us, regardless of if it is being chased by an animal or a stressful email or an unexpected phone call or something of the sort. So having all of these things in mind and allowing the breath, especially that nasal breathing, to take the predominant amount of our breath throughout the day is huge and far-reaching. Now, there are then dials we can turn up, so we say in through the nose, out through the nose, and then we might go to in through the nose, out through the mouth, right, as we start to exert ourselves. Or if we want to draw into a different kind of parasympathetic and bring our body back down, or if we want to turn that up a little bit, like top-end exertion, we're gonna start to get into that oral breathing, in through the mouth, out through the mouth, but that should truly be reserved for like the top end high exertion levels, not 
oh, my coworker sent me a stressful email and now I'm breathing through my mouth all the time. So, nasal breathing, automatic filtration system. Mm-hmm. How many, I was just thinking about how many people, uh, our listeners right now were just like, when you were going through that, like just... Noticing, yeah. Breathing, right? <laughs> Either automatic. switching their breathing to nasal or noticing themselves breathing through One, their mouth. 100%. I hope you did. 100%. I was, <laughs> I was laughing back here and I'm like, yeah, they're 100% like everyone's like. Yeah. Um, so automatic filtration system, uh, more pure, pure air, and it's, it's an appropriate, um, almost like think of it this way. Guys, as we're listening to this, it's it's uh, it's like the physiological response already changes because you're getting better, higher quality air in it. But there's a mechanical response that changes from nasal breathing too. Like mm-hmm. your body, your body responds better mechanically, like biomechanically, um, with that because when you breathe through in through your nose, you get to this lower lobe of the lung, which has the most pure oxygen, the most readily available oxygen there for you. But also you create the appropriate internal pressure that's needed to get the diaphragm, the pelvic floor, the rib cage, all these things doing the right things at the right time. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that I think most people have a hard time understanding, like, think, like we take we take on average like 12-ish breaths per minute, just naturally. We take on average 20,000 breaths a day, right? So that's, that is an autonomic thing. Our body just does it automatically. We don't have to think about breathing, most of us, right? So what happens when we get excited or our heart rate goes up? Mm-hmm. Our breathing changes. It, it goes up too. It matches that. And you were talking about there the carbon, um, carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide um, distribution or redistribution. Mm-hmm. Our, our body, it's not that our body doesn't have necessarily enough oxygen sometimes when this happens. It's that we don't have, we have too much carbon dioxide, so we have to get rid of it. So our exhale through the mouth is a is a when where an activity is high or heart rate's high, it's helpful to do that. But the breath will respond to the heart rate. Um, we can also have the heart rate respond to the breath. Mm-hmm. So when you are stressed, and and this is kind of the rabbit hole I wanted to go down really quickly, is just understanding the power of breath work when it comes to mental health and anxiety and stress and clarity and parasympathetic nervous system. Like when I say mental health, I'm more so like mental track of sympathetic and parasympathetic. And really quickly, sympathetic nervous system is the fight or flight response. It's what we do when we need to action, adrenaline, all the things. Parasympathetic is the rest and digest response. It's how we recover. It's how we calm down. It's how our body functions. Um, and, and things happen in the body differently for both of those nervous systems. Most of us live in a day-to-day hour to hour, sometimes minute to minute life of sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Breathing is how we reestablish and restore parasympathetic so our body is ready for recovery. So we do that at the end of the workouts. It's very easy to say that's why we do it at the end if we think about that. Why do we do it in the beginning? Are you asking, you want me to answer that question? Yeah. Well, when we go into a beginning so It's of, kind of the same answer. It a is. Bit. It is a little bit. When we think of starting the workout... We want to really dial in and focus for that moment, right? So having that breath work in the beginning allows us to not only from a mental side dial in to that moment specifically and kind of recenter, refocus, but also similar to what we were talking about before where we bring it back and touch on all of the like physiological benefits and the biomechanical benefits 
of the breath work as well. So when we think about allowing the rib cage and the di and the pelvis to connect, when we talk about drawing in the pelvic floor, when we use this intentional breathing, it can get all of those things active and functioning and firing appropriately and correctly and all of the things there so that we are able to dive in and then utilize that under load or under tension or within the workout more efficiently, more effectively. So I'd say kind of a twofold mm -hmm. thing there. Right? And, and just think like listener, just think for a second, like just take a big breath in and hold your breath. Like what happens as you get closer to the end of that breath, right? And we're not going to make you hold it for a minute or two here. Just think about like what happens. Like, do you, do you stay calm towards the end of that breath? You probably get tense. When you're in a doctor's office, when you're in, have you ever had somebody come up to you like, hey, just breathe, just breathe. And all of a sudden you're like, and it's like, it's like somebody put a whoopee cushion in you, right? And you just breathe out. So breathing in and holding breath can create tension, internal tension. Um, power lifters and other uh, uh, bodybuilders and other people in like the strength training world use what's called the Valsalva maneuver where they take a big breath in and they hold it to create internal tension. and almost acts like a, like, a, like a brace, like an internal brace to when they're doing heavy lifts. Um, but we, we get tense and we get tight, right? So if we're not breathing appropriately throughout the day, the body's going to change physiologically and mechanically how the body is responding throughout the day because of you being tense and tight. And it could be, it could be, not is, it could be just because of the way that you're breathing. Mm -hmm. So like the listeners could be focusing on their breath work more often. It's the easiest thing that we can do to just help relieve tension and, and create a different physiological change in their body that could get them out of pain, mm -hmm. could give them more mental clarity, could give them a boost of energy, could help their body, their joints, everything move better. So we do it at the beginning of the workout too because usually we start the workout with the breath work and then we can do soft tissue work or stretching right after, or not stretching but like an activation or like mobility work. Your body's more predisposed or primed to move a little bit better when it's a little bit more relaxed before we then re-engage it. So we're basically like right sure. in the beginning of the workout, we, we kind of bring you back down to earth, if you will, mental check, physical check, there's your breath work, ready, and then all of a sudden we build it back up the right way. Mm -hmm. And then we go through that big intense training session and then we end with the breath work to help you recovery on the spot. Absolutely, and that's where we can take the breath work into like everyday life as well, where, oh, for stress, like do you have three breaths worth of time to just sit at your desk and breathe. Mm -hmm. It can bring everything back down to that baseline and you might not even realize the tension that you're holding throughout the day or the tension that you're holding throughout that moment Correct. until you start to like relax and come out of it and you're like, oh yeah, like I was pretty pretty tight there. Like what, what am I doing? Like it's kind of crazy when we can then start to relate that back and if you, you touched on it a little bit there, if some of the pain that we're feeling or some of the discomfort that we're feeling from day to day can just be solved by relaxing the body. Mm -hmm. Like breath work plays a massive, if not the most, the most big, the biggest role in decreasing some of that. I would agree. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And in, in, in a heartbeat, I would agree. The, the evidence is out there too, guys. Like we're not going to post a bunch in this podcast. Um, you can search for it really quickly and, and find it. But it, it, it's crazy how quickly it works and how effective it is. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a body's natural, like, we can do this naturally. We don't need a pill. We don't need, we don't need a powder. We don't need a supplement. We don't need a tool. Like, we just need to focus on some breathing. Mm -hmm. And 
we can reap the benefits from it. Now, there's different positions of breathing as well. We, we use multiple here, 90-90, uh, lying your, on your back, 90-90 straight leg, child's pose, prone crocodile, all these different positions. And these different side lying, mm -hmm. <laughs> these different positions help us breathe into the right areas. And, and we can probably, without going, literally we can spend an hour talking about the endless benefits of breath on here, but we, we can we can save that, right? Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna do that, but maybe we should. Um, the mechanics of breathing, like when you breathe in through your nose, there's there's different positions to breathe and there's different styles of breathing. And we're not gonna go down the rabbit hole just for the sake of a short and sweet episode to understand this. Like you can look up box breathing, you can look up diaphragmatic breathing. Um, what's 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 uh, the, the what's the five in hold five, five is that box breathing that's box breathing that's box breathing then there's one more of the of the 10 in one and 10 out i forget the name of them all there's different styles there's, of breathing yeah and essentially they all do something very close to the same thing but there's also just some research backed in some of these that uh like box breathing is very big in um, Wim Hof mm -hmm. is is like the kind of the guy that's that's really pushing that and, and creator of that maybe even if you will um, a lot of athletics start, are starting to use that strength and conditioning, five in, five five hold, five out, five hold. I think. Yeah. Um, so there, there's different styles and there's there's tons out there. So do do your due diligence to look into all of that, but just know like, breathing through your nose and out through your nose is probably the first way to start and make making sure you're focusing on that. For sure. Positions we use them differently to help you breathe into different areas because when you take a breath in. A lot of times you'll just see people's shoulders rise up and nothing else changes. Like that's those muscles up top aren't necessarily the primary muscles for breathing. Your stomach, diaphragm, pelvic floor, the ribcage, everything that Em and I have talked about earlier is. So the the full breath, if you think of like your body, like your torso from your hips to your shoulders like a can. Can of soda, can of soup, can of beer, whatever you want to think of. That can, when you put air into that and fill it up with air to make that it's like solid can and seal the top and seal the bottom. It's 360 degrees, it's a cylinder. And we don't want any dents in that can, and we don't want the top or the bottom to go unsealed. So when you breathe in, it should be an equal distribution of 360 degrees, top to bottom, left to right, front to back, of air filling in simultaneously, belly, ribs, chest. Everything moves together. Mm -hmm. It's not belly, then a little bit of chest, or chest, only or chest than belly like our goal is to get them all moved together so these breathing positions can help do that for people that have quote-unquote poor posture and very rounded forward supine breathing could be a good thing for you because you can just lay down on your back and essentially you can just open up your entire front side that's been kind of like folded forward and crunched all day and you can breathe into it it's, mm -hmm. it's a nice way to kind of restore that for people that struggle to get into their back because they're maybe overextended Doing a prone crocodile or a child's pose or a quadruped breathing, cat camel breathing is good for them because they can breathe, quote unquote, into their back. back. <laughs> yeah. I was just talking to someone who was doing prone crocodile breathing yesterday, and she was like, oh, are we breathing into our back lungs here? And she was like, kind of was genuinely curious. Was and it the I same was, one that asked me about it on Monday? Uh, I wasn't here Monday, so I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Um, and I was explaining to her, like, no, we're just blocking. It's the same thing, but we're just unlocking certain sides of it and that can even lead into like the soft tissues if the soft tissues are tight and we want to feel that stretch like low back pain super common 
if we want to feel that stretch, a child's pose breathing can also help to relax and manipulate those tissues to stop them from being so tight and tense mm -hmm. and protective around that area. Right now, that's a very specific example. That's not to say that child's pose breathing will help all low back pain, but as if we are tight in the upper back, in the lower back, depending on where we are, we can just breathe use the breath and simply breathe into that spot. And oftentimes that can have an impact on what we're feeling and the sensations in the body there as well. There's some different Eastern medicine stuff out there that you go through like meditations and they, they take you through it guided or unguided, but if the guided one, they'll tell you to breathe into that area of pain. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very yoga-y like woo-woo yeah. thing, but it... Yeah. Legitimate. The, the Somadome at Revive, the mm -hmm. meditation pod, they have the one on there that's physical restoration, and they tell you to like search your spots in your body, like where you're having pain, and breathe into it. So it's it's yeah. it's a real thing, right? right? Eastern right. medicine. Mm -hmm. um, it's out there, and the other part of it, I was I, I was thinking of too when you were saying um, just about like the breathing mechanics and breathing into it. Um, I've been testing my heart rate a lot lately, ever since I got my well. I'm borrowing Mandy's heart rate monitor. Um, mine didn't work. So I've noticed that if I go into like a child's pose breathing or like there's the classic thing like when I was growing up and then playing sports, like they always, the coaches didn't want you to bend over and breathe mm -hmm. because they said that you're, you look tired and you're tired. But when I tested that, I've been testing it lately, like when I do that standing and I bend over just to put my hands on my legs and just kind of bend over and breathe, my heart rate, my breathing gets better my heart rate recovers faster. When I'm in a child's pose, it does the same thing. Mm -hmm. If I stand and just try to catch my breath, it takes a little bit longer and I have to like, I don't go with like a, a, a straight drop. It kind of gets a little fuzzy at the end, ups and downs, but it takes longer. But if I go into those child's poses or something like that, or like that bent over position, like a standing child's pose, I guess, mm -hmm. um, breathing gets better faster, I recover faster, my heart rate yeah. drops faster. Yeah. Well, even just from a position standpoint, it just allows you to relax a little bit more, right? Yeah. Like it allows you to just bring everything down and like the tense and the tension leaves the body there versus like even if we think just standing or sitting at a desk, like throwing this back to more of a, a life application of like if we're tense at our desk and our shoulders are hiked to our ears and like we're stressed and we're leaned forward and the chin is jutted forward and reaching forward, like nothing's going to be yeah. the most beneficial in that position. Whereas if we can pull back out of that relax back sit up posture wise in a chair maybe do more of a relaxed breath work and then get back into it like everything's going to feel better 100 percent. again easiest thing we can do to regain control of our body um a lot of athletes are starting to use this more and more i used it exclusively on the golf course this year and i felt like it hit it helped me hit like in big matches or big tournaments it helped me hit better shots when there's like I played in a tournament with nearly $50,000 on the line. Um, and it came down to our last, before the finals, we were we were there. We lost by one and a half strokes and I knew we were close. And I hit shots that, like an Aaron will tell you, Aaron from the gym, same thing. We're working on breathing out there, right? Mm -hmm. So we can stay engaged. And I think it's like a secret weapon that we can use. Athletes, yeah. you can do this. For people, like you're saying, everyday life, stressed, high strung, anxious, something happening that elevates your heart rate use your breathing to recompose mm -hmm. and, and gain composure and, and go back into action for that way. It's a mammoth tool for you to use um, and it helps the body. It's the easiest thing we can do to regain control. It's the easiest thing we can do to gain mobility. We just had our, one of our, our newest member just do breath work and we increased her 
um, toe touch, I guess you can say by two inches, mm -hmm. like she could reach two inches further down to her toes. We touched her toes last night, by the way, Nice. nine and a half inches away from the ground when we started here just on Monday and she's now able to touch her toes in two days. So yeah. there's that one. Um, but it started with breath work, mm -hmm. right? And it's the easiest thing we can do to activate the core easiest thing we can do to make ourselves feel better like again guys the list is endless yeah and you can literally do it anywhere anywhere you, you anytime. don't need you don't need anything you can do it sitting at your desk you can do it during school you can do it during work you can do it during anything because you can be truly engaged and focused in whatever the moment is but also just breathe appropriately can mm -hmm. be a huge thing five like minutes a day take anywhere you go yeah five minutes a day is maximum right mm -hmm. to, for you to just even be intentional about it yeah. Right? Right, I, right. I do five minutes a day where I actually inhale through the nose, make the inhale five seconds, hold the breath for five seconds, and exhale for five through my mouth. Mm -hmm. um, it's a prescribed thing for me. But again, five minutes a day, anywhere, mm -hmm. anytime. Mm -hmm. I think that about wraps it up. Thank you guys very much for tuning into this week's episode of the OOFDA podcast. Share this with someone who you think will find it valuable. Leave us a rating, a review, subscribe, download, all the things that help us to grow organically. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys.